One minute. One minute left in the third quarter. Oh, wait. Hockey's not in quarters? Uh, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, son of a... Your Locked On Ducks. Your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to this bonus edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade and making a fool of myself for longer than that. A reminder that you should not say anything silly, and if you do, try to chuckle out of it and try to keep a good sense of humor about it. And also a reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google, all that fun stuff. You can find me on Twitter at StimpyJD, making more of a fool of myself. And the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. So we have a game to talk about that just took place over the weekend. It was a matinee at Canada's capital, Ottawa, which is going through their own stuff right now, which I will not get into. Not going to talk about any of that. No, no. We're going to talk about the game that took place at Canadian Tire Center around Ottawa, Canada. This was the fourth game of a five-game road trip for the Anaheim Ducks. Let's quickly rewind. The first game of the road trip, they won. The second game of the road trip, they lost in overtime. The third game of the road trip, they won. Those victories were against Boston and Montreal. The overtime loss, rather the shootout loss, was against the Leaf Blowers. I mean the Maple Leafs. So what would happen in Ottawa on Saturday? Well, if you watch the game, it was not good for most of it. In fact, it was a bleep show, if you know what I mean. Starting in the first period, the Ducks were kind of sleeping somewhat in the first period, but they were still fine. They still got a quick goal from Ricard Raquel. Once again, the Ducks scoring first in the game. This has been a common theme. In fact, this has been a theme throughout their entire road trip. They scored first in Boston. They scored first in Toronto. They scored first in Montreal. They scored first again in Ottawa. This time, Ricard Raquel, his ninth of the season. That made it 1-0. Tyler Ennis did tie it up just a minute later, 1-1. But I want to quickly talk about the quick starts the Ducks have been having. They've had a modicum of success in the first period, and for pretty much every game recently, they've come out jumping, guns blazing. Typically, when the team scores first, they have pretty good success. They win the games more than half the time. In these last four games, when the Ducks scored first, they got at least a point. Yes, even a point against the Maple Leafs. How do you like that stat? So, the Ducks were fine in the first period. They were almost outshot attempted, but it ended up being 12-11 in favor of the Ducks as far as shots are concerned. And the attempts were about even as well. So things are looking good for the Ducks, right? Uh, Not so much. You would think that the Ducks would come out firing more in the second and third period, considering that this is an Ottawa team that is, well, for lack of better terms, poor. Ottawa's poor right now. They're below 500. They're near the bottom in the Eastern Conference standings. If not for a little team from Montreal, they would be in the bottom of the standings. So the second period, it was kind of shocking to see that Ottawa outshot the Ducks 18-4. So you know whose game it was? It was John Gibson's game. 18-4 shots on goal in the second. The third was worse. 16-4. 
Shots weren't worse. It was the attempts that were worse. I'm sorry, Ducks fans, if you don't want to hear this, but they played a poor game the final 40 minutes. The Ducks had no business winning that game, and yet somehow it, it happened. I don't know how the Ducks won that game. I don't know how they managed to stop the bleeding. Oh, you you know why? Because it was John freaking Gibson. So shot attempts were 29-10 in favor of Ottawa in the second. Remember how I said it got worse? It was 29-7 in that last period. So shots on goal in the last two periods were 34-8 in favor of Ottawa. And in the final two periods, shot attempts were 58-17. to 17. Let me repeat that stat. The Ducks were out-attempted 58-17. to 17. So how the hell did they win that game? How did that happen? John Gibson made spectacular save after spectacular save after spectacular save. One of them on his butt, one of them lunging, one of them with the big old FU glove flip. That I love to see. And Ottawa, they did a poor job generating shots that created rebounds. So there was that. As far as Anaheim, you know who saved the day in offense for Anaheim? The all-star, Troy Vechkin, or Troy Terry, which is his real name. Troy Terry, with his 25th of the season, fulfilling my prediction that he would score at least 25 goals this season. Look, I said he would score about 25 goals this season. I expected that around April. I didn't expect him to get 25 goals in January, so maybe I'm partially wrong there, but hey, I did say he'd have a breakout season. I did say he'd get at least 25 points, so for... I guess all intents and purposes, I guess I got that prediction correct, right? Right? Oh, and the assist went to Ryan Getzloff, who's also doing well for the Ducks this season. That was the game-winning goal. That's the final score, 2-1 to one in favor of the Ducks. But it really was all about John Gibson. He stopped 44 of 45 shots. Yes, 45 to 20 was the shots on goal in favor of Ottawa. And if you're a Ducks fan, you got to breathe a sigh of relief because the Ducks shouldn't have won that game. They really, really shouldn't have. Other highlights in this game, it was both teams scoring early. The Ducks did score first. Comtois, he got off to a good start, had some good passing to Buddy Robinson. What I did not expect was that Gesloff didn't pay. Okay, I did expect that Gesloff passed first. That I got. Trevor Zegris did have some good dangles and had a couple of great shot attempts. So Zegris looked pretty good. What did suck was Josh Manson going out to injury. So yet again, another key Ducks player leaves to injury early on and that shortened the bench just that much. Defense was taxed on this game. Looking at some of the time on ice for defense. Manson left early. Benoit had 16 minutes. Drysdale got up to 20 minutes. Lindholm, 24 minutes. Shattenkirk, 25. Cam Fowler, almost 28 minutes time on ice. Cam Fowler putting in yeoman's work on this game. He was impressive. I thought he was one of the better defenders out there, Fowler was. But then we had that weird Buddy Robinson fight. Yes, Charles Buddy Robinson got in a fight. 
Was I surprised? No, I was not surprised at all. It was an awful period for the Ducks. They were lucky to be tied. They were lucky to win this game. Very lucky. John Gibson is owed all the steak dinners for the next week, at least, before All-Star break. All right, we're going to head into the first and only intermission of this bonus podcast. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar around. And folks, I've got a churro puff next to me. I'll be downing that tomorrow. Of course, there's also the fantastic Built Boost, which you all should check out. And there's other great Built products at Built.com. So head over to the website right now, that's Built.com, and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And this podcast is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. And hey, we're coming up to the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. That's going to be exciting. We have the conference games on Sunday. And of course, you have MMA, boxing, NBA, NHL all happening right now. Baseball's still dead to us. But you can head over to betonline.ag right now and use promo code Locked On to get your 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that's betonline.ag the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly, folks. All right, so yesterday, or last episode, rather, I talked about the Trevor Zegris Appreciation Hour. Well, folks, the reason I wanted to make this two separate shows is because now we have to have the John Gibson Appreciation Hour. So those of you John Gibson stands out there, those of you that want to defend your goalie to the core, this is for you. This is for you guys saying John Gibson is that all-star. And you know what? You are absolutely right. John Gibson does deserve to be an all-star. First, let's look at his last six games. He's played seven games in the calendar year, 2022. We're not going to count the one against Colorado. But his last six games, the victory against Philadelphia, the one nothing loss to Colorado, the win against Tampa, the win at Boston, the shootout loss at Toronto, the win at Ottawa. In his last six games, he's been 4-1-1 one, one, with a goals against of 1.6. Yeah, that's a goals against of 1.6. A save percentage of 9.51. That's in his last six games. If you can sustain that kind of excellence for the better part of a month, heck yeah, I would take that any any day of the week. Absolutely. John Gibson has been that good since being named to the All-Star team. And he's kind of shutting up all the naysayers that were like, oh, I don't know if he's that good right now. Maybe John Gibson should be an All-Star. There's better goalies out there. You know what? BS. I call BS on that. Gibson has been excellent this season. He's got a 922 save percentage, a goals against of 251. Those aren't numbers to sneeze at. In fact, those are pretty decent numbers. No, better than decent. They're pretty good numbers. I'm not going to say they're the best in the league. I'm not going to lie to you guys, but I will be honest. He's looked good. He's starting to make a case as one of the better goalies in the league this season. He's also starting to make a case for being one of the Ducks' best goalies of all time. And he also passed up Jonas Hiller to be third 
all-time among Ducks goalies in victories. There's only two guys above him. He needs 10 victories to pass Guy Hebert, and he needs another 40 or so to catch Jean-Sebastien Jaguer. So he's got a ways to catch Jiggy. I would say maybe another season, another season and a half. He could get it by the end of next season, where he could be the all-time goaltending wins person for the Ducks. I think he'll pass, you know what, yeah, I think he'll pass Guy this season. He's got 15 wins so far this season in 32 games. I think it's possible. So, yeah, go for it. Go for that mark, John Gibson. I think he'll pass him pretty soon. He'll pass both of them. So, we'll we'll see how that goes. I think he'll get victory number 200 next season. But Gibby, so far this season, they're almost as good as his 2017 season, where he he went 25-16-9 had a 222 goals against and a save percentage of 924. So the save percentage is close. The goals against not quite as good as 2017, but those are still fantastic numbers. He's played in 32 games out of the Ducks 47 so far this season. So at least the workload isn't too terrible right now. He played in 35 games last season and his numbers were just not that good. So I wouldn't call it a comeback. I wouldn't call it a resurrection. Part of it is he has great defense in front of him again, except for the last couple of games where he's going to get the taser again. For the most part, his rebound control has gotten better, where he's not letting out as many juicy rebounds as he used to. He's tending to freeze the puck a little bit more and slow things down at times. There are still moments where he will play the puck And just kind of flick it towards his teammates and say, you know what, play on, play on. And that's just John Gibson's M.O. So we kind of have to appreciate that. We cannot take John Gibson for granted. He wants a taser. He wants it bad. Now, do the 44 saves look good for Gibby? Yes. Are the Ducks putting him under an immense amount of pressure? Yes. Is part of that because of the injury? Also, yes. You have to give the Ducks some benefit of the doubt because they were skating five defensemen for the second and third period. So that's where I give them some benefit of the doubt. And the penalty killing was also good for the Ducks once again. Three power plays for the Sens and the Ducks stopped all three. But John Gibson is the ultimate penalty killer. You can get through the four men but you ultimately have to get through the goaltender, and Ottawa just could not do that on this game. In fact, the Canadian teams have had a hard time doing that. Toronto had a hard time doing that. Montreal didn't get to see him. Boston, they had a hard time. So Gibby right now is playing just on a different level, and we absolutely love to see it. As far as goals saved, this was a fun stat, and I think this is going to go up even more. So earlier today, Jay Fresh put out a fun little tweet that said, Goals saved above expected leaders. And this was before that game. John Gibson was 8th on that list with a plus 13.9 goals saved above expected. Seven names above him. Vasilevsky, Bobrovsky, Yari, Huso, UC Soros, yeah, Freddie Anderson, and Igor Shesterkin. I have a feeling that after that game, that number is going to go up. I think Gibby is one of the better goalies. Definitely one of the better goal saved above expected 
goaltenders this season. And this is in all situations, including the penalty kill. So you know that number is absolutely going to go up. I still can't believe UC Soros is that high. I can't believe Vili Huso is up there. Can't believe it at all. So I salute you, all-star. John Gibson, Gibby is definitely deserving of being an all-star. And at this point, you know what? Why the hell not? Give him one more start. Give him that last start against the Red Wings on Monday night and see if Gibby can save the Ducks once again. And maybe, just maybe, heading into the break, they could be in first place. You never know. Anaheim has one more game before the break, and that is the game at Detroit on Monday. That could be a very fun game to watch. As of right now, before we head off, here's a quick look at the standings. We'll just look from bottom up. Seattle has 32 points. Vancouver, 44. Edmonton, 46. San Jose, 47. Calgary, 48. Then the top three teams. The Los Angeles Kings at 51 points. The Ducks are at 54. And Vegas is only one point above them at 55 points. So you know what? If Vegas loses out and the Ducks win their next game, the Anaheim Ducks could be in first place in the division heading into the all Star break. Did you think this was possible? Did you think this was possible before the season even began? I bet most of you didn't expect this. I bet none of you saw first place coming at this point. So you know what? Let's just enjoy the ride. Let's enjoy this and just see how far the Ducks can go. Many people expected them to fall off after 15 games. That didn't happen. They were expecting them to fall off after 20 or 25 games, even 30 games. That hasn't happened. It's 47 games later, and they still haven't fallen off yet. In fact, the Ducks have taken 7 out of 8 possible points on this road trip, and I will give a shout-out right now to Jacob the Dozer, at Jacob the Dozer, or Jacob, who predicted that he thought they were going to go 9 for 10 today, forgetting that there's one more game on this road trip. You know what? I love the foreshadowing. I love the confidence. That is still possible. So maybe the Ducks could actually get 9 out of 10 possible points on this road trip. They've already got 7. I'm happy with 7. If you think back to what I said last week, for those of you that are regular listeners, I said last week I'd be mildly okay with 5. I'd be fine with 6. I'd be happy with 7. They've got 7. But if they can get nine, y'all got to be ecstatic. Ducks fans should already be happy with this road trip. But if they get nine, fans, you should be ecstatic at the prospect of taking nine out of ten points on this road trip. That's going to be a good way to send this off. I'll end on that happy note. Our next episode will be on Monday. We'll do three stars and preview the Monday game. So check out out that podcast that'll come out early on monday thank you all so much for listening don't forget that this podcast is available across all platforms i've mentioned odyssey stitcher spotify podbean apple and google among others once again you could follow me on twitter at stimpyjd and the show's twitter is at lo underscore ducks so i ended the ducks talk on a happy note I'm going to peel back the curtain and talk a little bit personal just to end on a silly note. 
So the reason these episodes are coming out kind of sporadically is there was some issues with where we host and we had some bad audio issues and we had some bad uploading issues. So that's why the schedule has been a little bit off recently. Hopefully that will get fixed this week. That's my hope, but we'll see how that goes. And also this is episode number 476 coming up to episode number 500. I've got some special stuff in the works for the next month. So definitely stay tuned to Locked on Ducks to see what else I have in mind. And I kind of want to share just a funny story. So you're probably wondering about that intro. So folks, you can make fun of me. You can berate me. You could say I'm the worst person ever for doing this. Look, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody says something stupid. I've definitely said my share of not so smart things on this podcast, on other media outlets, but I'll at least own up to the fact, I'm not going to deny it, I'll at least own up and say, yeah, I said that. I said something dumb. Well, it happened again Saturday night as I was doing public address for the Ontario Junior Reign, where, I don't know why I'm sharing this, but I just think it's funny to share this, that I actually uttered the words one minute left in the third quarter instead of the third period. At least I caught myself And I corrected it and said, correction, third period. That really did happen. And the players on both sides, some of them kind of looked at me. A few of them chuckled. One of them kind of gave me this look as if to say, oh, really? Oh, man, come on. Um, People next to me were like shaking their heads like it had to happen sometime. Everyone makes a mistake. There are worse mistakes to make on the public address system. So... For that to be my mistake, you know what? It happened. I'll own it. I actually said one minute left in the third quarter of a hockey game. Maybe I was confusing it with indoor soccer because soccer is in quarters. I'm used to saying one minute left in the third quarter, one minute left in the fourth quarter in soccer. I think I just got it mixed up. Wouldn't it be funny the next time I announce a soccer game if I say one minute left in the third period and and have to correct myself there? Boy, that's going to look great. I'm sure that mistake's going to happen at some point. So, yeah. Or maybe college football. Maybe I'll say at the end of three periods, after a college football game, I do public address for that as well. So, you know, those mistakes happen. I just thought it'd be fun. Fun to share that with you all. Just the silliness. All right. So that's the kind of crap that you should expect to find on my personal Twitter. Once again, at StimpyJD. We just have fun there. Show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated, and I also appreciate all the comments from you all. Thank you so much. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the weekend. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, don't say anything dumb, and ducks fly together.